welcome to episode 169 of... Brutal Battle. Yes, this is the third and last of this... Well, I was going to say marathon, but it's not really a marathon. Well, for me, sprint. it's a marathon. Yes, okay. So, Rebecca's marathon. And I got fired from doing the beginning because I struggled with the last one. I mean, it is <laughs> what it is. You didn't even, you didn't ask me, you just did it. Yeah, well, I mean, I usually alternate, yeah. if you didn't notice. Oh, uh, no, I didn't. With people. Yeah, oh, I do. Okay. I, I always okay. alternate. So, that's so how it apparently I was a little mean to Carlin on the last episode, so I need to formally apologize. I think I was a little hangry because I hadn't eaten dinner, so new house rule, Rebecca needs to eat dinner before we record. I was getting... A little overboard with my distaste for all the new breweries popping up and you were just getting a little cranky yeah i was cranky i was hungry so and i mean so I this think is it's, it's supposed to be good craft beer is flourishing the more breweries the merrier i think carlin disagrees we're gonna change topics because yeah this divides us we're gonna we're gonna be on to something different but Hopefully this is this is a little more positive because this is the post dinner post podcast Rebecca. we ate and then now we're doing our last beers our last few beers so let's do uh, the beer googles so we're on to letter L at this point so I'm gonna put in how comes beer makes you feel lazy L how come beer long lose lines lower blood pressure license that is totally random. I don't know. It sounds good. How come beer? What about long? I don't know what long means. Yeah. Well, it's like dot, 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 long. Like, what is the dot in the dot, dot, dot? I don't know. Okay, long. Do it. How come beer I think long? I'd always thought you always did the first one. No, not always. Beer then liquor rule explained the drunk oh. pirate. Okay. Still don't understand the long in the. No, I don't either. But that doesn't make any sense. But it got us here. So this is a website by the Drunk Pirate. Is what it's called, the Drunk Pirate. This it's might a reliable be, source. We may have come across a gem, to be honest. Um, <laughs> it is thedrunkpirate.com. So you can maybe check this, this is out. Bob after his. This could be Bob after he sailed the the seven seas and then became in Jamaica, a drunk pirate, and then he became a drunk pirate. Um. So they have an article on here called Beer Then Liquor Rule Explained. Oh, yeah. so the beer before liquor, liquor never yeah. sicker. Yeah. Um, yeah, what's that? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. other day I was at work and overheard a conversation I've heard at least a hundred times in a <laughs> hundred different places. The subject is one of the oldest, most understood drinking rules ever, the beer then liquor rule. It's mostly misunderstood because people always screw up the saying itself which in turn sends them directly up shit creek without a paddle. We've all heard it or variations of it before. Beer than liquor, never been sicker. Liquor than beer, have no fear. Um, problem with this handy little dandy is that it doesn't give an explanation as to why. So I guess he's going to get to why. I'm skipping a little bit because we don't need to read it all. First mistake is they overthink the whole thing. Actually, no. First, they mess up the saying. Then they use the two years of fancy schooling they have <laughs> under their belts to justify the order they put the saying in. I've heard some of the most complex and well thought out explanations you could imagine. 
They range from the different alcohol contents combining to create a super drug that intensifies exponentially each hour by the square root of your body weight to various school al- various alcohol combinations doing something to you that some guy saw in an X-Files rerun. The I've tr- never heard any of that. I don't know. Me neither. The truth is anyone who's been drinking for more than 10 years knows exactly why the saying is true. And it has nothing to do with chemistry, aliens, full moons, or anything like that. The explanation has come from generations of drunken experience and observation. So here's a little breakdown of why the beer then liquor rule works. Um, think about the progression of your drink, of your night as you drink. The first few Heinekens take a while to put down, but as you relax and the alcohol takes effect, it takes a whole hell of a lot less effort to drink each beer. Each new one goes down faster than the previous until you lose count and are just drinking as fast as you can without realizing it. This is completely fine as long as you stick to beer. Unless the beer is steel reserve, he said. (laughs) Which is a 40. It's like, it's malt liquor. Over the course of the session, you've increased the rate of consumption, but not the alcohol content of what you're consuming. However, if you get to that point of rapid consumption and switch to liquor, not only have you increased consumption... You've increased the amount of alcohol you're taking in by 30 to 40% per drink. This is where you black out and wake up in someone's yard naked with one of the most <laughs> monumental hangovers ever orchestrated by a sophomore PE major. <laughs> Who is this person? That. This is the pirate talking? Yeah, this is drunk pirate. Um, liquor than beer, have no fear. This is the breakdown of this. Have no fear indeed. This is the preferred MO for a night on the town as is the one most associated with getting laid. You start out drinking high-powered Courage in a Bottle, a.k.a. Jim Beam, which by drink number four or five gives you the stones to walk up to any co-ed in the joint and tell her to stay sober because she's going to be driving you home. What? (laughs) I don't understand. Once you're good and animated, you either start running low on cash or realize that that lame line actually might have worked and you switch to beer. Like before, your rate of consumption has increased. However, the amount of alcohol consumed per drink has decreased by 30 to 35%. You're essentially weaning yourself from Jim Beam's vicious teat, thus keeping enough of your wits about you to be able to show the aforementioned co-ed which driveway to park in and ensuring that the only nasty thing you wake up with is in the bed next to you. What? This is so like oddly written. There's a lot of like run-on sentences, and it's a blog basically. Yeah. It's someone's blog. Plus, I think it's interesting to point out that when they're talking about going from liquor to beer, he said a decrease of thirty to thirty-five percent of alcohol. But when he talked about going from beer to liquor, he said the increase was thirty to forty percent. So that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The numbers should be the same. What I thought the numbers should be the same. What do you say? The he for beer to liquor. He said the increase in alcohol is thirty to forty percent, and then when he said from liquor to beer, the decrease is thirty to thirty five percent. Oh yeah. So that makes no sense. That the numbers should be the same. But at any rate, it's a blog. It's the drunk pirate, and the drunk pirate may have been drunk when writing yeah. this blog I, entry. I don't know if I understand the logic. I you know I don't really think there is much of any, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Maybe that's my problem. No, I, I actually do, I do agree. What with, is, what is the saying? I don't know. And he even said in it that like people mess it up all the time. Yeah. But it was 
Liquor before beer, have no fear. Beer before liquor, never been sicker. Yeah. So, so you're supposed to drink beer first. I understand what he's saying about as the night goes on, you since you've had more to drink and you're and you're drunk, like you tend to drink faster. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to drink beer, then you're gonna be fine because as opposed to liquor, because the alcohol content is a lot less. So you'll drink at the same pace as if you were drinking the liquor because of where you are with your buzz or drunkenness, but you're taking in less alcohol. Like, I understand that that makes sense. This is like a scientific thing or anything. Absolutely not, because it's a drunk pirate. But, you know, I understand where he's coming from. This is a, is a possible theory. I do think he wrote way too much to just basically say that. Yeah. So, and wasn't all that funny and run on sentences, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> but anyway, let us talk about our topic for this. And actually, it fits in pretty well with what the drunk pirate was talking about, which oh, is, yeah. yeah, which is thoughts on alcohol consumption as it come, uh, as it pertains to craft beer. Uh, it, it's really mainly a question I've been thinking about for some time now, which is at what point is it too much drinking? You know, like, at what point do you actually have a problem? And are we getting to a situation where people who are, quotation marks, into craft beer, are they using that to justify alcoholism, basically? Or is that leading to alcoholism because it's being a connoisseur, you know? Uh, And actually, I will say there was a really funny episode of South Park that kind of covered this, where Stan, Stan's father, Randy, was... he got into uh, wine heavily and was a, quote, wine connoisseur and was just drinking all the time. And they're like, you have a drinking problem. And he was just like, no. He's like, it's called a wine flight and it's classy. <laughs> so I feel like we, you know, that's kind of my question is like, I feel like there are instances where we're getting to that within craft beer where people are using it as an excuse for their alcoholism to be like, well, I'm just a, I'm just into craft beer. I'm just a beer connoisseur. I have to drink it all the time because I'm a connoisseur, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, and they do, it's like you can also find a news article to support drinking X amount of drinks a day. Yeah. You know, so how much is too much? How much is the most healthy for you? Right. Because like, we, I mean, we've even talked on this show about the health effects. Like the, the, you know, it is good for your health in certain instances. And yeah, I found articles and studies that have said that one to two alcoholic beverages per day is healthy. Like it's actually does good things for your heart and, you know, all yeah, sorts of other stuff. The key is, do you need it? Right. And you and I have talked about that, not on podcasts before. Yeah. It's just like at, like, at what point do you feel like it's getting out of control? Are you just like, you? yeah, do you feel like you have to have a drink? Like, if you skipped it for that night or a few nights or whatever, that what you, would happen you, to you? you'd be having the shakes and it'd be an, an issue. Yeah. yeah, so for that reason, I guess, because I, you know, I got to be honest, I have stints where there are numerous days where I will have a beer or two. And then in my head, I just start thinking do I have a problem and I, am I yeah. developing a problem? But 
it's not the case because then I can go, I, then I end up going like a whole one or two weeks without having anything and I don't feel like I need to. I don't think you ever go two weeks. Okay. One week. <laughs> I've definitely gone <laughs> yeah, one yeah, week, yeah. maybe a little more than one week before. Yeah. No, but I, yeah, and I no hear what you're saying. Cause like, I mean, I think we're both really hypersensitive to it yeah. because we want to make sure we don't ever get to that point. But yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be uncommon for us to have a beer every night of the week, yeah. but just one beer. Right. You know, but then it's like that doesn't seem like that much. But then you hear all the time about how Betty Ford was an alcoholic and she only had one One drink a day. Yeah, exactly. You know, so. So where do you draw the line? It's so confusing at this point. You know, I think it's, it's, do you need it? Right. And I think, yeah, I think that is the key. And I also think that one of the things that I found, um, it was an actual study that was saying. Not by the drunk pirate. Not by the drunk pirate. Exactly. The, an actual study that was saying that you're considered to be a heavy drinker if you drink 15 or more drinks per week. So that is just slightly more than two a night or two a day, whatever, for that for each week. Yeah. So, you know, so if you're having one, so then you're basically half of that, you should be fine. So if you actually do have one every day, you should be fine according to that number. Yeah, but I feel like you can't go by one drink because also what is one drink is right. it a full beer or is it is it is how it how many a, ounces of beer is it is it a black tuesday 21 percent alcohol by volume 750 right. milliliter beer by the brewery or is it a miller light <gasps> yeah right that's true you know it should I mean? be off the of alcohol content for sure like i don't know what one drink really means like yeah you know but i think it's just like with everything it's in moderation and it's being smart and i mean for me coffee i need it every day (laughs) well and caffeine is a drug yeah it's an addiction so and a lot of people have that but it's just more of an accepted thing yeah but do i mean do you feel like you know of people or can see the situations where people use craft beer to validate that they don't have a problem when you think they might I don't person like no I know I I know of a few people who I think that could I don't know for sure but I I suspect it could be the case yeah no I don't know anybody where they I I notice that they drink like constantly I mean I know people that like drink more than others but I know they don't need it to function and there'll be times where they like won't drink you know, yeah. so so the the overall message is we don't know a hundred percent for sure <laughs> how to do it, but I think Rebecca's rule is a good one. Of do you feel like you need it, and if you feel like you need it, then it is a problem, and you should be stepping back. I mean, sometimes you need it, like you had a bad day and you need it. That's different. <laughs> yeah, and if every day is your bad day, then maybe there's some other big, bigger issue there. There's a bigger issue. Don't drown your sorrows in alcohol every day. Yeah, Yeah, not every day, but every now and then. I I drown my sorrows in alcohol. Yeah. I feel like you do need that every, every now and then, like, say. It's a coping mechanism. Yeah, I mean, every once in a month, once a month or so, you're just like, oh my god, such a rough day at work. I feel like a beer could really take the edge off. Oh, it's more than once a month for me. (laughs) Not me. I mean, I mean, we're in different situations yeah. at work, too, so yours is a much more high-stress type yeah. ordeal, so. But, you know what isn't high-stress? 
Well, drinking beers. beers. <laughs> and we're going to drink more. Yeah, we're going to have some more. Are so. we, are you, um, is your podcast just an excuse to drink? I think, <laughs> I, you know what? I actually think there are podcasters out here, there who, who really? use that as yeah. a reason to enable themselves. Yeah, for the podcast. They'll just be like, look, I'm a pillar of the craft beer community, so I got to keep drinking. Yeah. So, you know. Okay. Well, on that note. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. Call an Uber. Call a Lyft. Nowadays, there's no excuse. But do drink craft beer and enjoy it responsibly. There you go. And it's all good. Buzz driving is drunk driving. (laughs) Buzz driving is drunk. Actually, and that's, uh, real quick, that's a funny point because we have our own, like, breathalyzer. breathalyzer. And so every now and then we'll take that with us somewhere because, you know, obviously you don't want to drive drunk. And so if we're having some drinks, we'll, like, blow on it just to see where we are. And, you know, there have been times where we're feeling like, yep, I probably shouldn't drive, but the other person's fine. And the person who feels like they shouldn't drive blows on this thing, and they're under the legal limit. Yeah. So I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. I wonder how accurate that thing is. Yeah, well, that's the other thing, is it might not be 100%. Yeah, it's interesting, though. Okay. Yeah, anyway. Beer A is very, well, it's kind of hazy. It is hazy. Hazy yellow. You know what? Before smelling it, the way it looks makes me think of like a Goza. I knew you were going to say that. Because it looks like, yeah. you know, salty wheat, you know, type deal. So It's very yellow. Not much of any head. But when I swirl it, like it gets some large <sighs> bubbles forming. It smells banana and clovey. It does. Smell like coriander? Oh, coriander. I don't really know if I know what coriander smells like. Yeah, it definitely smells banana-y, clovey. I think you're right. There's a little bit of a hay note to it as mm-hmm. well. It's very light. Very, very light. Yeah, I'm not getting a lot of... There could be a little bit of a tartness on, on yeah. the end of the nose, but it's so little that sometimes when I have a certain level of sweetness, it comes off as tartness at the same time. And I feel like it's kind of right there where it could be either. It smells like the beach. It smells like the beach. I don't know. It's like just... seawater? Yeah, maybe. Does it smells salty to you? Is know. that what's going on? I can see a salinity. There's a salinity. A little bit. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to try it. I'm trying it too. Hmm. Yeah. It doesn't taste like, tastes like nothing. I get a little bit of that bananiness. I get a lot of bitterness. Yeah, on I was the just end, say it's like, like really like off-putting bitterness. It tastes salty. Like it does taste kind yeah. of salty, but not like a. There's actually salt in it. I feel like this could be what pee tastes like. <laughs> nice. It could be what pee tastes like. Like salty nothing. Salty urine. That's a little apple on there. It's very drying, like super, super drying. This strikes me as one of those macro beers, like corn. I feel like when you when you brew with corn, you kind of get that drying mouthfeel like this. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't And it's leaving this kind of like almost metallic lingering uh, taste on my tongue. Yeah, it's... Metallic. No. All right. I know I'm going to give that a one. Well, that one's a stinker. It's a one. That stinks. It stinks. 
Alright, so the oh. second one is red. Yeah. Like a little brownish red. Like but, a, yeah. But you can see through it too. Hmm. So it's not like too crazy dark. What is this? It's Ooh. like toff it's like toffee and caramel and Ooh. all those like yeah. dark There's cherry in there too, for sure. Mm-hmm. I get a little maybe like rum. I don't get any rum. I might get a slight cola note, actually. Okay. Like the spices from cola. But yeah, there's there's a lot of that. This could be another it t- Bach. It smells like sophistication. It smells good, though. Yeah. yeah. It's like, real, it smells real clean, though. Yeah, like it, it has smells a lot super of, clean. It has a lot of, like, deep notes but it also smells clean at the same time you know it's bright yeah 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 Yeah, all all the note all the you know aromas are very bright then none of them are like muted or muddled or anything like that Mm, they're just bright yeah like a little brown sugar maybe yeah Mm, smells good it does smell nice it it smells like a nice like bach like a double double bach well so far i like it Mm mm-hmm Tastes just like it smells. I feel like there's a taste of like dates in there. Yeah, like you get some that sort of like. And there's like dark, a, like chewy. And there's kind of almost a little bit of like a cereal grain flavor on the end. Yeah, but I like it because it it tastes like a beer that would be very syrupy, but, but it's, it's not. not at all. It's just yeah. very like crisp and clean and. Um, just the right amount of sweetness. There's a, there's like black cherry flavor on there. Mm, I like that a lot. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, like those really dark cherries you can get that are more on the sweet side. Yeah. Uh, don't have any tartness to them. I feel like it tastes a lot like that too. So could be a scotch ale. Mm, I could see that. Mm, I like that a lot. Scotch ale, Bach. It's good. It, this is well crafted. Yeah. I, I'm a fan of this one. This one's pretty nice. Hmm. That's good. That's solid. It's very clean. Mm-hmm. Very clean. Just like the nose. Okay, so you are... Do you need to go back today? Nope. Actually? One. We'll try it again. Um, how the heck are you going to get this tape off that? Yeah, so one of these is in a can. And Mike actually told me when I picked it up that he was particularly proud of the fact that he was able to fully cover a can so we could open it up and not know. Basically, he took tape... And taped the entire can up. It's like painter's tape, it looks like. Yeah, that is what it is. So, at any rate. Um, so you're going a one? Yeah. On A? Um, I don't like it at all. I would give it a 1.5, but you don't do half. Yeah, I know. Now that I, I sip it again, there's more of the banana coming through. But there's, it's really weird on the end. It's got that metallic-y... Yeah, I gotta go one, two. That's not a good beer. I don't like that. So B, the more serious contender, something that could make something out of this. Five. Five. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think you agree I, yeah, with me. I think I agree with you on that. Five is a, is a good number for that one. That's pretty well done. I it's like not it. like a phenomenal beer, but... It's solid. It's nice. It's clean. It's bright. It's it's nice. Yeah. Okay, so obviously B, the winner overall, five, and A, the 
supreme loser with an overall one. So I'm going to get into A first, but it might Did take... Did he give you, like, something to hold on to? Oh, no, yeah. It might take a little time. Oh, crap. What is it? What is it? It's Catherine's Kolsch by Manor Hill Brewing. Oh, really? Yeah, it totally is. Yeah, I like that beer. I dogged on it. Yeah. Huh. Well, and here, here's the thing, though. This is what's interesting. Is we... Okay, we originally got... And Manor Hill, uh, I'll say real quick. Manor Hill's a brewery that obviously we've talked about quite a bit. And I think I mentioned that we liked Catherine's Kolsch. Now, the qualifier for this has to be that we... I'm still pulling this tape off, by oh. the way. Oh. I mean, i got to get it off. But we had actually... There's so much tape. You don't have to do that right now, though. That's true. We you had, well, I want to know the ABV oh, and all that, okay. so, um, we had gotten an initial six-pack some time ago of Catherine's Kolsch, I think when it originally came out, and we loved it, we were like, oh, this is so good, this is so great. We got another six-pack more recently, probably within, like, two months. Did you have any of that? Yes. And? It doesn't taste, it didn't taste the same to me. Okay. And I think maybe what's going on is the batches taste different. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I had one when you weren't here, and you said, "Oh, you had a Catherine's Colch," and I said, "Yeah, I didn't like something was off about yeah. it. I didn't like it." Yeah. Um. I don't know. Yeah, I I had had it as too, as well too, and I was like, "This doesn't taste it, what I remember it to be." Like I felt yeah. like before it was like super clean and bright, and yeah. this tastes more like this doesn't even taste I don't like know, a kind of confused. I no. love Colches. Now it doesn't taste like a Kolsch. It, it's got a lot of banana, which is really mm -hmm. odd because I don't associate that with Kolsch's. But it, um, so this Catherine's Kolsch is, where's ABV on this? 4.6% German ale, what it says on it. What is funny is I said it tastes like the beach, and that is the beer I drink the on the beach. <laughs> oh, that's Summer. true. That totally is. They're out of uh, Ellicott City, by the way. Hmm. I mean, I okay. typically I love Manor Hill, but... This batch of Kolsch not so hot. I mean, maybe they changed their recipe? I don't know. Or maybe Who something knows? just didn't match up, just didn't go right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't okay. like it, though. I don't well, like this one. Yeah. It's super drying on the end, isn't it? And there's a weird metallic taste. I, just, I don't know. I just don't, I just don't like it. Is there a decode on this? No, no decode. That sucks. I don't know. Okay. Well, B... Let's see what the winner is with an overall five. This has been the highest rated beer that we've had thus far in our oh. three episode stint. Um, Come on. Get this it? thing off. It? It's like Christmas. It's like Christmas. Oh, okay. This is the one I don't think we've had on here before, this brewery. So it's Duck Rabbit, the Duck Rabbit, which is a brewery out of North Carolina, Farmville, North Carolina. The Duck Rabbit Craft Brewery, and it is their wee heavy Scotch style ale. Oh, you said Scotch ale. Yeah, Scotch ale. This is a nice Scotch ale. Yeah. Um. What did you? I'm sorry. Did you say the ABV? Oh no, I did not. Oh. You good. Good point. Uh, eight percent. Eight percent. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it tastes about that. Duck Rabbit. So I know I've talked before about some of the Scotch Scotch style ales that I really like, and I always end up citing um, Founder's Dirty Bastard as my favorite. I think it still is, but this is a really good entry into the Scotch style, in my opinion. So, 
You know, I feel like I've seen stuff by them, and I guess just by the label, I'm like, eh. Yeah, their labels are kind of, they should revamp them. They look kind of dumb. And I mean, this one's kind of cute because the duck is wearing a little. Oh, like for the holidays, he's wearing like a little holiday hat. No, I think it's because I think it's because oh maybe it's oh it's it's a, one of those Scottish. No, it is. Yeah. It's one of those Scottish. But it is. Hats. It's the label is green and red, so it does look like it's holiday. I like. I just poured myself more. I like. Yeah, it. I'll drink more of that beer. That's pretty nice. I like that. I, I think it's definitely deserving of the five that it got. Mm, it's very good. That's a solid beer. Um. Man, I'm really bummed that that A was a was that Kolsch by Manor Hill. That really sucks. I'm not that bummed because the last time I had this beer, it's I in, it I didn't I didn't right drink there. it. I dumped it. I was like, I I don't. Yeah, it happens. I mean, I I I dump a lot of beers, unfortunately, because I'm like, you know what? Life is too short to drink crappy beer. Yeah. Well, and this is why we do the show the way we do it because yeah. you know take bias away. But, like I said, I think it's the batch of it. Because it definitely tasted a lot different the first time we had it. Maybe we're not remembering it. Man, I don't know. I don't you know. Don't know. Memories are funny things. Yes, that's true. That's true. But, at any rate, uh, I guess I need to plug things. I don't plug things again. Man, there's so much to plug. There's so much to plug. <sighs> got the Facebook. Look us up on Facebook. Just search Brutal Battle. We got Twitter. I'm at Brutal Battle. I'm Carlin at Brutal Battle. We tweet, have tweet. <laughs> exactly. We have website brutalbattle.com. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Google Play. And it'd be really nice if people could give us ratings and reviews on iTunes. I haven't asked for that in a while because mm-hmm. um, that it just helps us to get more visibility. And if you like it, also just tell your friends about it. Um, I do short videos. What we're drinking on our off time uh, on YouTube. It's just search Brutal Battle Beer Break. And you'll be able to find those. And we're on Untapped. And she is Rebecca C. And I am Carlton Malibu, all one word, or just Carlin Cook. No E at the end. So that's all the stuff, I believe. That's all the stuff. That's all the stuff. So thanks, everyone, for checking this out. Are you, do you feel okay? You know, yeah, you did, I feel you like... Free. I feel like, okay, I got a better showcase of some good beers, some bad beers... Yeah. You know, more you, typical. You got the split shot and this duck rabbit yeah. wee heavy scotch ale. And those are the two I think will Those drink. are your your jam. So at least you got two good things out of it. Yeah. When, and I got to spend time with my husband. Okay. Well that's I like that. That's good. Thank you very much. We're usually not mushy like that. Oh so. yeah. Ooh, not on podcast. Yeah, not on podcast. This, this is business. This is about beers, man. This is business. It's about beers. <laughs> No, there's always room for love with craft beer. I should hope that people share craft beer with the ones that they love and respect and the people they respect. So thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Rebecca, for being on for these three, even though it got a little rough because no food. No food makes Rebecca hangry. But we made it. And then the little teaser that the the Decasode's coming up and the Decasode's going to be cool, already been teased, cellar beers. From Carlin's stash that he probably forgot were there. So well, I guarantee you he's and, forgotten something. And there's a twist to it, and there's a guest that hasn't been on in a long time, and it's gonna be epic. So thank you everyone for checking this out. Check out all the all our back catalog and check out the next episode and spread the word. And also keep it brutal.
This has been a Nerd Circle Podcast production. 